0: Of a, a series called the Summertime Slump, and you know, uh, Patrick, what in the world are you doing? Oh, hey, Pastor, I'm just resting, relaxing,
1: recharging, baby.
0: Well, that's the name of my sermon today. You, you, you must have looked at the notes ahead of time. So, <laughs> resting, relaxing, and recharging. But Patrick and I had a conversation about going on vacation and going and not being able to leave your troubles behind. You ever been there? Or just you can't sleep at night because you can't rest, you can't relax, you can't recharge in God because you're carrying your worries and your fears. You're not supposed to carry them. So I need you to get on out of here now. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Give him a hand clap. We thought we'd have a little fun with y'all. It's all right to have fun in church. Do you know being a Christian is supposed to be fun, isn't it, Clayton? (laughs) Clayton Clayton said, you've been saying it's fun, it's getting, and I've almost said it, little boy, 12-year-old, you know, it's just getting funner and funner. I know it's not good English, but it's life with Jesus is supposed to get better and better. We're supposed to be, we're supposed to be living the the good life, amen? You know, I preached that two Sundays ago, and I've got probably the same notes, but I'm going at it a little bit different. I want to remind you of some things today that we're going to. Uh, talk about rest, relaxing, and and recharging, but, uh, you know, really, I want to have an identity reminder. I'd love to teach about identity, and I probably will before the end of the year, but today's a a reminder of your identity in Christ Jesus. We got to remember who we are. You know, James said that to be a hearer of the Word and not a doer, it's like the man who looks in the mirror. You know, if I don't look in the mirror, I'm doing this all the time, get the hair out of my eyes back when I was, you know, back in the day. (laughs) But you look in the mirror, the Bible is the Word of God, and it teaches you what manner of person you're supposed to be. This is your mirror. Ooh, you look good. I don't care what I feel like or what I smell like or what I'm about or how bad my day is. I go back and look in the mirror, and I'm doing good. But this is your reminder that you're doing good. So you need to learn to relax. And what God has done for you, in you, through you. Amen? So, so, so you know, I'm going to start off with this. There was a man who was a widow, and he'd been widowed for, for a little while. And he was pretty elderly, you know. And he started, he joined the gym to work out. You know, he's going to get his muscles built up, and so he's got a trainer teaching him about all the machines, and they're walking this machine and that machine, and then, you know, he's probably in his mid-70s, and here comes this beautiful girl comes walking by, and he's looking at this beautiful girl, and he turns to the trainer and said, what machine will get me a girl like that? And the trainer said, it's in the lobby. It's called an ATM. (laughs) Just a joke. Come on. Come on. Let's have fun. We're gonna look at some foundation scriptures. And 2 Corinthians 5 17 says, you ought to be able to quote it. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. Look at bump somebody and say, "I'm I'm new. Now I don't care if your joints are creaking or how old you are, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. And it's new every day. Well, I got saved back in 1972. Well, whoop de doo. I'm new today. I'm new today. That's why you got to go back to the mirror of the Word of God and remind yourself, I'm a new creation. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm a new creature. Yeah. I know some of y'all into creatures and Bigfoot and all that stuff, but that's all right. I'm in I'm the Jesus, and He's made me a new creation. I'm new. And you're new, Christian. Yeah. You're new. You know, I like fresh bread. We was laughing at, at uh, youth pastor Ash was talking about he was at dark and he making him a sandwich at 11 and he had those sandwiches made and he was hungry and he finally turned the light on and the bread was molded and didn't even know it. How many of us are eating molded bread? Living on bread that happened 20 years ago? 15 years ago? So, so we're a new creation. In Romans 12, 1, it's a, how, do you, how do you maintain that, and this is what it teaches. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Remember, we've taught that your body supposed to be your slave. You just can't let your body do whatever it wants to. I'll, I want to bring in a 3-year-old in here, and I want to put a pile of M&Ms, and this is how your body will act. You put a pile of M&Ms in front of a 3-year-old, and you say you can only have one, and go get one. You know what they're going to do? Put as many in their mouth and get the handfuls. And that's not good for you to have that many M&Ms at one sitting, but I've ate that many myself. That's your flesh. One of my pastor friends, he was on a fast, and he was fasting. he wasn't thinking about food. Just walking through the house, and there was a, a bag of those baby Snickers bars. And he wasn't thinking about food, but he sat down, and he ate the whole bag. And he goes, I've been fasting for three days. And what happened? What happened? I broke this fast with Snickers bars. That's your flesh. You can't let your flesh go. You got you to make it be a slave. I got caught up. Verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do you transform your, your mind with the Word of God is how you do it. We have got to stay in the Word. If you're studying the Word of God, even Bible teachers. I, mean, I got ministers in here. If you're always studying the Word of God just to preach to somebody, you're missing it. We study the Word of God to change us. Daily change us. Because daily your flesh will get away from you if you do not control it, if you do not make it submit. And so daily we read the Word of God. We get in the Word of God so it will change us. And I don't care how long you've been saved. There's some stuff in you needs to be changing. I've hung out with you. And you I look in the mirror because there's some stuff I need to change. How do I change that? Is I gotta dig into the word of God and I gotta believe the word of God to change my heart. Because guess what? The word of God is backed by the Spirit of God and the blood of Jesus. There's power in the Word of God. Power. Everybody say there's power in the Word. So I'm gonna stay in it. Okay, I lost half of you on that one. So number one, it's time to rest in God's goodness. I can't get away from this subject. You know, about four or five years ago, preaching, it was like every service I I was dealing with condemnation. People deal with condemnation, and especially, excuse me, especially in these mountains, because they've been beat up by religion. Beat up, that God's going to get you. Beat up. But God's a good God. And let's just establish that now. Our identity is established on that God's a good God. And you can't rest. You can't go to the beach and rest if you forget that God's a good God, that God's for you. If God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. If God was going to get you, I say it all the time, where are you going to hide? You can't hide from God. I'm going to go on a crater in the moon and hide from God. He knows every crater. He knows every crater in your heart. If he was going to get you, you would already have been God. But thank God. He's good. He's good. God is good. And so we need to recognize uh, Psalms 105 says, For the Lord is good, and his mercy is everlasting. Well, Pastor, his truth, his truth endures to all generations. Pastor, you don't know. I've messed up. Do you know how many people come to me and say, God can't use me because I've messed up? God can't use me because I got a divorce, or God can't use me like he used to because I, I had this failure or that failure? Ah, wrong answer his mercy endures forever his mercy endures forever he's merciful if there's an underlying theme to this message is his mercy endures forever he's a good god and his mercy endures forever can we establish that well pastor oh you know you you, you know the the, the uh, uh uh man all these things are going to happen and uh, god's going to come down and, and and you know you you've heard them all God's judgment. Wait a minute. God's judgment. God's judgment's already here. It's on the sinners. But not on his people. Not on his children. Yeah, it rains on the just and the unjust. Good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. But we serve a mighty God who will pull you out of the bad. What I'm saying is learn to judge what's coming down the road. Is that God? Is that the devil? Or is that me? I've done some stupid things. Can't blame it on God. It was raining one time, and uh, I had these boxes, and I'm trying to get the truck door open, and I'm trying to get the truck door open, and so I reach with this hand, and and the door shuts on my hand. And it's raining. And I'm starting to lay down these boxes. And I'm kind of in some pain, you know, because the door shut on my hand. And I started griping at the devil. It was me. Why don't I put the boxes down to begin with and open the door and then put them in there one at a time. But, you know, we do things and we want to blame it on the devil. And I've seen people blame bad things on God. Now, Acts 10.38 just tears that up. Jesus went about doing good. Jesus went about doing good. And healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Didn't say possessed. It said oppressed. Sickness is oppression. Torment in your minds, oppression. He went and set people free. Well, you know, but God does things. No, he doesn't. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What I say is exactly what the Father would say. What I do is exactly what the Father would do. Do you think he calmed the storm and God sent the storm? Wouldn't they be kind of clashing there a little bit? The enemy sends storms. This earth is cursed. It produces storms on its own. But sometimes the devil's behind them because Jesus was trying to get somewhere. And the devil found no place in him, so he's trying to stop him. You know he'll try to stop you. We just already started with your vacation. You're trying to relax. Well, you know, when you get home, you got to do this. When you get home, you got to do that. When you get home, you know, you're going to have to deal with this. the phone rings. Oh. The dog's sick. This happens. That happens. Come on, come on. Whatever happens, God's big enough to help you take care of it. But you don't know, Pastor, I got to pay taxes. Taxes this and this and that. And you know politics and you know this and you know that. You know, Peter said, hey, Jesus. They asked me and you to pay taxes. And Jesus said, well, we got got to pay taxes then. We got to render to Caesar to Caesar. He said, tell you what, Peter, go fishing. First fish that hits the bottom of the boat, there'll be a gold coin in it. What? Go fishing. Now, I'm going to do a little side note here. God will provide for you. But Peter could have picked up that coin, stuck it in his pocket, said, hey, I got a $50 gold piece. I'm going to buy you 10 ice cream cones. I'm going to buy you 10, and I'm going to eat 15. <laughs> what about the taxes? Oh, oh, I forgot about that. How much do we waste in life that God gives us and blesses us, and we fripp Frivolously, just throw it away and eat our seed and eat things. Let me get off of that. I know I'm gonna preach this way a little bit. God will provide, and He may provide now for six months down the road, and you better save it. You ever ask God, what do you want me to do with this? Why'd you give me this? Why is this money coming in like this? What do you want me to do with this? Well, I'm gonna buy a new car. I'm gonna buy some shoes. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna get me a hairpiece, and oh yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to, I'm not offending any ball people. Sorry, let me get that out of the way. But what I'm saying, what's important? What's important when God starts pouring out the blessing? Wait a minute. Maybe it's not just for you. You ever thought about that? Man, you're so full of joy and peace. Like, well, shoo! I'm just gonna sit back. No, go give it away. You know, you can give joy away. You can give peace away. You can give uh, love away. I, I got to get on and preach with this. Listen, there are 65 verses that tell of God's goodness. He's good. He's perfect. He's right. He always does what's right. God is love. Do you know that? First John, John said that God is love. He wrote that in his 80s. He knew what he was talking about. God is love. Come on. Love is good. God is good. God is love. One more, Psalms 34:8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. <laughs> taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, you take a little bit of flour and throw it in your mouth. It's pretty nasty. But you know what? You crack an egg in it and put some oil in it, and you, you can start making something now. we got pancakes in the making. And then you add a little bit of this, that, and you can have some cake. Now, you know what? When you eat the cake, you can't taste that raw egg you dropped in there. Can't taste the oil, but the oil by itself. Come on. God gives you the ingredients for a good life, and God gives you ingredients. Taste and see. And when you ever start doubting, when you ever start doubting that God is good, come on back here and taste and see. Come on back and make it real in your life. I asked that. It went through me. As some of you have not made God real, you, 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 you kind of, well, Uh, he's just a mental thought you know I know but man when in your heart in your spirit God is real and make God real number two number two rely on God's grace so it's grace and mercy but let's talk about grace and what it is a little bit I know that love and grace kind of go to its unmerited favor we talk about grace being in so many different ways but I want to talk about God as rich in mercy and rich in grace again I know I'm going over but that's the theme of this number two Uh, Ephesians 2, 4, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses and and made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Mm. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, God's grace and mercy, it's not works. It's not works. It's not works. It's not you. You have to receive it. And I'll say, and I'll give you an example. You've got to put it on. You put your shirt on, you put on God's grace. You put on God's mercy. You put on the, the grace of God. Now, here's an example of the grace of God. Are you all ready? Now, now when Jesus was crucified, there were three crosses, Jesus in the middle and two thieves on both sides. And one of the thieves was cussing and carrying on and cussing everybody that nailed him to the cross and cussing Jesus and, you know, if you're the son of God, get us down out of here and save us all. You know, let me live another day on this earth. But the other thief said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Now watch this video. You may have seen it. We're going to watch a quick two-minute clip. And let's watch this video uh, about this guy preaching on this just for a second. And maybe you can understand him a little better than me thank you
2: Scott and, I eat and 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 you were getting entry into heaven what would you say if you answer that and if I answer it in the first person we've immediately gone wrong because I because I believed because I have faith because I am this because I am continuing Loved one's the only proper answers in the third person because he because he you think about the thief on the cross and oh, what an immense I can't, I, I can't wait to find that fellow one day to ask him how did that shake out for you because you were you were you were you were, you were cussing the guy out with your friend you'd never been in a Bible study, you never got baptized you never you didn't know a thing about church membership and and yet and yet you made it you made it how did you make it that's what the angel must have said you know like what are you doing here well i don't know what what do you mean you don't know well like because i don't know well you know we, uh, uh, did you the, excuse me let me get my supervisor they go get the supervisor ranger it's, so we are just a few questions for you. First of all, are you, are you, are you, are you clear on the doctrine of justification by faith? <laughs> the guy said, I've never heard of it in my life. And, and what about, uh, let's just go to the doctrine of Scripture immediately. This guy's just staring. And eventually in frustration, he says, on, on what basis are you here? And he said, the man on the middle cross said, I can come. Now, no. that's the, that is the only answer. That is the only Awesome.
0: And it's so true. It's not what you did. It's what he did. It's his grace and mercy that saved us. And all we have to do is put it on. All we have to do is wear it. And so it's the grace of God. By, by grace are we saved through faith. We have to receive it and put it on. Ephesians 4.24 says that you put on the, the new man which was created uh, according to God in true righteousness and holiness. If you're taking notes, write down Ephesians 4.24. That you put on the new man. Put him on. Oh, today I put on the new man. This morning I put on the new man before, uh, you know, uh, worship this morning at the house. That's a, that's a secret right there. You need to worship at the house. You need to read your Bible at the house. When you come to church, you're already ready. Woo! You know, I got, I got about six people that come to me every Sunday and say, it's going to be a good day, Pastor. I know they've been, they've been getting ready. They've been getting ready. They're ready. Are you ready? You need to come in ready. And so uh, uh, another one is Ephesians 3, 9, and 10. It says, do not lie to one another. Put off the old man. Put off the old man and put on the new man. Because that's what verse 10 says, and put on the new man who's renewed and knowledge according to the image of him and created him. This is a, a life that God wants to put in us and change us, that God wants to make us new, that God wants to put a, us to put on this new creation, this new man, this new way of thinking, this new way of living. It's not about retaliation. It's not about, you know, just getting ahead. Yeah, God wants you ahead. He, he, the, the word says that he'll, he'll supply every need and supply more than what you need and you'll live in the overflow. Start giving stuff away. And then because you give away, you plant and seed and people give you stuff to give away. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. People give me clothes. I'm like, I can't wear that. But I'm supposed to give it away. I that's a brand new jacket. I wish it fit me, but it doesn't fit me. Let me see if I find somebody it can fit. And you know, I want to be that reservoir. You want to be you don't want to be the dead sea just it comes to you and it's over you want to be a living vibrant body of water that's what the the word is and we're we're to be that living water we're to give and live in the overflow of god's creation so many people today want to hide in the grace well pastor if uh You know, God's forgiven us and got grace for us, and can't we just do anything? No. If grace doesn't lead you to holiness, then it's not God's grace. God's grace is always pushing you to a closer walk with him and to to, to be in his presence. If this is the throne room, grace is pushing me. It's pushing me all the way up in here, and, and, and things start falling off of me as I start getting closer to God. That's the grace of God that we're able to come and we get washed in the blood of Jesus. Our sins are forgiven. And you know who remembers our sins? We do. So let me say that. Get over yourself. Forgive yourself. Quit holding on to that trash. What happened 10 years ago? Man, there was a lady, Patrick told a story. He went to South America and a lady was delivered. She's in her 70s and delivered and because she was traumatized as a, as a, a young girl. Don't know what the trauma was, but you can guess, family issues, whatever, you know, just somebody calling you stupid can traumatize you. She went to the bathroom after they prayed for her, and she really come back and said, he goes, you all right? She goes, I just realized I'm an old woman. Now, it's funny, but she saw herself as that 12 or 13 or 11-year-old girl who was traumatized. Her whole life, she walked around like a, 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 a preteen. Afraid that somebody else is going to traumatize her. Living in trauma. Jesus wants to set us free from trauma and everything else that's happened. And that's his grace and mercy. And he's powerful enough to do it. So, this this grace that God has given us, how are you handling it? Come on. Handle this grace like a treasure. Come on, it is a gift. That God has given us. And it's a gift that we can be in the family of God. You know, I always like to talk about Jesus as our Savior, Jesus as our Lord. But how about Jesus as our brother too? And Jesus as a friend. They sit closer than a brother. Come on, he's all these things. And, and, and it's a gift to have that relationship. How are you handling that relationship? You calling him up? You know, there was an old song called Jesus Up on the Main Line. Well, you've got a main line to Jesus, and there's dust on the phone. Come on, call him up. Start talking to him. Fellowship with him. Have that relationship. Number three, it's time to recharge in God's glory. I can't quit talking about the glory of God. I'm going to give you a simple definition of the glory of God. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Abraham. Abraham. Uh, in Exodus thirty-three eighteen, 18, he said, he just kept, God, show me, show me, show me your glory. Show me you. I want to see you. Now, God's good and God is love, but his love is so overwhelming, it'll kill you if you're not born again. Come on, the presence of God, either call you to repent. I've had, we've had people leave the room during worship, leave and, leave and leave the property because they couldn't handle. They wouldn't accept the love of God. They held on to their property, and they had, they can't, I can't stand in here, can't stay in here. Because of the presence of God. God's presence is in you, believer. And when we come together, it just gets, that much, it gets amped up, as they say. We got speakers, and you can amp some stuff up. But I'm going to tell you, when we're all together, just you and your wife and Jesus is enough. Somebody said, man, I went to step on the scales, and I said, oh, Lord, help me. And Jesus showed up because he thought two or three were gathered in his name. <laughs> I don't know where that stuff comes from. I got to quit. Woo! Let's get back to the sermon, Exodus 33, 18. And it says, and he said, you know, show me your glory in verse 19. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. My goodness. That's his glory. It's his overwhelming, overpowering goodness. Woo! When His goodness shows up, people get healed. When His goodness shows up, people get saved. When His goodness showed up, shows up, people get delivered. Yes. So can we say, Lord, we need Your glory? Lord, we need Your goodness. Come on, we've had healings here. We've had we got a sister here that she, she called me in the middle of the week and said, I can't, I'm can't i losing my eyesight. And, and I said, well, we'll pray for you. And I didn't. I just stopped in the middle of the service, and I had Miss Shirley and Patrick go pray for her. She couldn't read the screen. Sitting halfway back. They prayed before, for her, and she could read the screen. Right. Before we left church, she goes, I can read the screen. Right. So if, because of COVID, she did not been back to the doctor. She went to back to the doctor about three or four weeks ago, and the doctor said, you got 20-20 vision in both eyes. Yeah. Glory. Yeah. Now, 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 it's all right to celebrate, but that ought to be commonplace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who, who, who's got to? We got to believe. We got to get our believing up. We got to put on that new man that believes God. See, the new man that you put on believes God. The new man you put on believes there's hope. You know, the new man doesn't live like Eeyore. That's right. Yeah. You're griping and complaining and carrying on about everything in the world is going wrong. You know, I knew it was going to rain last night. I just knew it. <laughs> I know, and I, try, I don't know, I think my flowers are going to survive, and I just knew it was going to, ah, ah, ah quit. Come on. Me and God, we're going to, uh, glory be to God. You, you can find something good in everything. Amen. And God, God is always showing his goodness to us. We got to start looking at it. It doesn't matter what goes on out there. It's what's happening in here. When you let that out there start affecting you, then you're going to be Or mm, that's my birthday, but anybody going to give me anything. But in the inside, I don't care if anybody gets me anything. Me and God are going to have a good time. Or God and I are going to have a good time. We're going to have a blessed time. Huh? See, see, you can't live from out there because then now here we go. I'm jealous. She just got a new house. I don't have a new house. Oh, man. Look, they got a new car. I don't have a new car. You can't live that way. You just, come on, you start talking about God's goodness and it'll start coming on you. Come on. He inhabits the praises of his people. I can't, God, Lord, help me. You don't praise him long enough for him to show up. Well, I tried that, Pastor Brett. Quit trying and do it. You'll wait in line for 10, 15 minutes for ice cream. It's worth it. It's worth it for God to show up. It's worth it to get into the Word. It's worth it. Come on, it's worth it. We serve a mighty God, and He's on your side. But you have got to turn to Him. You've got to turn to Him. See, the original target for God has always been that God live with you daily and that His glory be in your life daily, His goodness be manifest in you. This is a reminder. This is, this is an identity reminder. Hebrews 13, 5. You know it. You ought to, you know, let your conduct be without covetousness. And I already just said that. Be content with the things that you have. For he himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That means his goodness is with you all the time. So where are we supposed to look? Inside. Come on, God's goodness is in me. I don't know about you, but God's goodness is in me. You need to walk around, you know, glory to God, God's goodness is in me. I'm a new creation. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. I bet y'all didn't know that about me, but I'm an overcomer. And the, the, the days I feel the worst is the days I say it the most. I'm an overcomer. Well, didn't you just hear? Well, you hear about your family? Yep, but I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. Well, your daddy died. I know it. I love him, but he's in heaven. Glory be, and I'm going to join him. He's, he's, uh, change of address. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's a change of address. Nothing. Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave for us. So, three things, and then we're going to do something special. Cody, is that set up and ready? We're going we're to worship just for a minute. Remember, all of heaven is backing you. You are loved. His mercy and grace is forever towards you. And we live with God's goodness. Come on. Sing for us, Cody. But y'all listen to the words.
1: That we're all searching for answers Come on, praise
0: who I am. Thank you for your love today, Lord. Come on, just close your eyes and just come on, sense the presence of God's here. Come on, if you need to renew your life, today's the day. If you need to give your heart to Jesus for the first time, just wave at me and say, Pastor, pray for me. Don't be ashamed. Jesus is not ashamed to die on a cross for you. Oh, you are good. You are good. Oh Lord. You've been good to me. Mm. Let's all pray together. Say this with me: say, Father, I love you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for always being there. Even when I didn't know you, you were there drawing me in. Father, I just surrender all. Renew me today. Fresh, new creation in you. In Jesus' name.